I'm Wade Creed, and uh, needless to say, it's been a while, but uh, this is Slightly Mediocre, season two. Welcome back. We are pros. We have officially gone past one season. We have a whole season of fun stuff, as you have seen from previous videos, and there is more to come for the rest lots of the year. Lots and lots more. So today, um, so last video we talked a little bit about the original trilogy of Star Wars because, you know, we are a Star Wars-based channel. We love Star Wars. Star Wars is who we are as people. So um, we're going to talk about the prequels. So last, last time was the uh, original trilogy. This time is the prequel trilogy and kind of what we think about them. Um, we should... According to Lucas and most other Star Wars people, we should be the generation that loves the prequels because, you know, those are the ones that came out when we were alive. Um, so, you know, because I know um, uh, episode one, The Phantom Menace, came out the year I was born. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Attack of Clones came out shortly afterwards. And yeah. then the Revenge episode of the three, Sith, yeah. um, obviously, I went to go see in theaters. So, uh Let's, let's, let's yeah. get into it. So we're going to be starting off and like talking about, you know, the prequels. Um, but just to preface, so we're going to, you know, talk about the movies themselves. But also we're going to talk about, you know, a little bit about the lore that was around them. Um, this is, I guess, what Disney now would call the legacy Star Wars. So like, there's a canon and there's a legacy. So when Disney bought Star Wars, they, uh, you know, drew a fine or drew a line basically saying what's canon, what's not canon. Uh, what's canon is... Um, all the movies, of course, um, some of the TV shows, and a few of the books. Um, a lot of the books, unfortunately, were kind of moved to the legacy. They weren't completely you know, disregarded. They weren't completely thrown away, but they're now not official canon. They exist in the universe, but they're now a different universe of their own. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but the majority of the stuff will be about the movies. So like um, Wade said, we're going to talk about, you know, starting from episode one, A Phantom Menace. Um, you know, when we first saw this movie, you know, it got a lot of heat and still gets a lot of heat. It, it gets it gets yeah. a ton of heat. Um, you know, The Phantom Menace was something that, you know, we all wanted as Star Wars fans because, you know, we wanted to know where Darth Vader started, where mm -hmm. Anakin, you know, was going, why Anakin was even, you know, a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, The Phantom Menace provided a good um, opening into the Star Wars universe. However... However, um, there were some great actors in it. There were, um, oh, yeah. you know, Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn. Ewan um, McGregor. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, as a Padawan, which was really, really nice to see. You Samuel L. Jackson. You have Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson, of course. Um, you know, so it was really good to see everyone in, the, in those kind of roles. Yeah. How, uh, the, the, the main problem, and this is a problem amongst a lot of Star Wars fans, is Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Um, Personally, so Jar Jar Binks, the, the actual actor, nowadays gets so much heat. And it, it's really sad to see, you know, because it's not, like he was in it for a paycheck. He wasn't really in it to, you know, be the, one of the most hated Star Wars characters of the entire universe. Um, and, you know, I personally don't have that big of a deal with Jar Jar Binks. He doesn't have that many roles. Yeah. Um, you know, I have more of an issue with the kid who plays Anakin, honestly. Um, he actually got bullied, man. <clears throat> the guy who played Anakin, he got bullied for his role. Oh, really? Yeah, and in school, he, uh, he, that was just, I guess, one of his only movie roles, and, and like, you know, he was in 
I guess middle school at the time. Um, middle school, junior high, high school, he got bullied. Oh, he got bullied yeah. for it? I mean, it's unfortunate. That, that, that makes me feel kind of bad for not liking him, but I still don't like him. <laughs> um, you know, and then Natalie Portman as Queen Amidala slash Padme was, I mean, like I get the character development on that, but I feel like it was almost unnecessary. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like it, it worked with the story, but they yeah. could have found a better way to do that. Um, and you know, the, the Darth Maul thing, like I would have loved to see more of Darth Maul. Yeah. And we are, according to Solo. And, uh, Clone Wars. I mean, if you all follow the Clone Wars, uh, TV show, which is, I guess is canon. Um, he has a fairly good role in that as well. You know, they kind of delve into like how he survived. And I guess that new show, uh, Rebels, um, Star Wars Rebels also kind of delved into Darth Maul. They brought him back. So, you know, he, he didn't have a big of a role in the movie, like in the big screen, but he was brought back. But now, like, like Wade said, they're bringing him back for uh, Solo, Star Wars, Star Wars, Wars. So that's a spoiler. I apologize if y'all have not seen that by now, but if you haven't. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, then you're not going to see it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess it's kind of past the spoiler <laughs> point, but he is in that movie, or he has a, you know, a, um, a role in it. So that's one thing. Like, for me, um... You know, like Wade said, Jar Jar Banks was one of the detractors for that film. Like, he wasn't really like I wasn't really perturbed by him. I just more like slightly annoyed. My thing um, is, is they didn't need to have Jar Jar talk like that. If he didn't talk like that, yeah, I mean, all the other gun, all the other Gungans talk just fine. They talk normal. I mean, the the King Gungan kind of kind of you know was doing his like blah, 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 like you know his Nixon yeah. thing, right? Like, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, right? But. Um, you know, and then, they, you know, they still kind of did the Misa, you know, but, like, they didn't need to do that. Yeah, they, they didn't really exaggerate it, yeah. Um, you know, and Jar Jar being the absolute buffoon that he is, you know, it provided the comedic relief that it was supposed to when the movie first came out. But the thing is, is when diehard Star Wars fans like myself keep watching it, it yeah. just, it gets tiresome. It's like, um, it, it's like with Lord of the Rings. Whenever I watch Lord of the Rings, I skip through all the Frodo scenes because <laughs> it, like, not only does it take about an hour off of the movie, but it's just, you know, it, it's pointless. I don't want to hear that whininess from Frodo. Yeah, we'll talk more about whininess yeah, yeah, we'll, and we'll, a few more in the next two films. We'll, but we'll get for, into that. <coughs> for like, for me, like, you know, like Wade said, Jar Jar Banks was one of the detractors. Also, um, I don't know, I just wish they had more. They had a good amount of action. I liked the action in there. It was the core, the choreography was great, especially with the Darth Maul, the guy, the actor that played Darth Maul. I'm like, the man really knows how to do all those acrobatics, um, all those, all those maneuvers, which is really great. So it made it really bring it to life. And, and that's the thing about the, the prequels, is they definitely have a lot more action yeah. and fight scenes and everything like that. What we kind of wanted to see. Yeah from the original trilogy, but didn't really get because Lucas didn't really know what he was doing. Yeah. Um, and he was still feeling out his, you know, abilities. Yeah. Um, of course, with the updated technology, when, you know, the prequels came out, he was able to do a little more special effects, yeah. a little more action, everything like that. So that definitely helped. Yeah. That leads um, to another thing, too. One of the bigger detractors for these films was the use of CGI. Um, the heavy use of CGI, um, you know, some diehard fans weren't too keen on that. Um, you know, they, they, you know, like the original trilogy that we talked about earlier, we had, you know, actual props, um, actual things that were built, like miniature things to make it, you know, make the battle scenes happen. So they didn't have that in 
in the prequels as much, if not at all. Um, you know, they just use mainly CGI with you know, the, having a new technology. The prequels, so in Phantom Menace, from what I remember, they still had decent amounts of models. Okay. Um, but like puppet-wise, they still had all the puppets. Yeah. Um, but they they definitely had a lot of CGI. In them. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, I hate to say it, but with technology at the rate it's at. This is, this is part of the things that we get when we're filming in a garage because we're slightly mediocre. <laughs> We've been interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> so, to uh, go back to what we were saying. Sorry about that. Um, Technical difficulties, that, you know, I mean, that, that's what you get when you film in a garage and you know, that's your studio. Yeah, um, slightly mediocre. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're taking it one step at a time yeah. because, you know, we just got our lighting this, this season, so... Big ball of brand now. Yeah, so... Uh, moving maybe, up in the world. Yeah, maybe we go with studio next. But, yeah, so to continue, uh, episode two, um, uh, you know, Attack of the Colognes, uh, you know, like I said before, um, wasn't bad. Um, you know, they good, good cast of actors. You know, you got Ewan McGregor reprising his role. You got Samuel L. Jackson again. You know, you got... Padme Amidala, played by Natalie Portman, and then there's Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. So, what we were saying earlier about the whining, um, nothing against Hayden Christensen. I'm like, you know, he's a great actor. Um, for the Has most he been part. in anything since Star Wars? I think, Jumper? He, I think he's actually retired now. He has a family. Um, as I heard, he's like just taking a step back from acting. I mean, that seems um, to be what a lot of people do. It might be, you know, it might be for the best, but in our opinion, <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 not to throw some shade, uh, no, pun intended, um, but for for him, that was the thing, like, with that role, like, I don't know what it is, maybe it's just like a Skywalker trade, but all the Skywalkers whine so darn much. Uh, you know, Luke was just whiny, oh, I want to go to, uh, I don't want to go to Dagobah, oh, you know. We're gonna go to Cloud City, save home. I can't do it, Master Yoda. It's too, too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I guess that's just a Skywalker trait. But he did have a he did play the role pretty well. Um, you know, showed like how Anakin had you know two sides to him. He was like you know the caring guy for his family, like the brother to Obi Wan, and then he had that dark side when it came to people that you know that he cared about, like his wife or his um, his mother. And that was also show, showcased in um, Episode Three. You know. Um, Revenge of the Sith, you know, how he became Darth Vader, which was really neat, how, you know, showed the, the development of the character. Um, and for both films, you know, all three films, actually, I really enjoyed the, the action sequences, especially in the major battles, because, you know, it is Star Wars. For those people that complain, like, oh, why is there so much fighting? It's, it's in the name. <laughs> it's in the name, people. It's not like... It's a war among the yeah, stars. It's not star baking, like you're, like, baking food it's, or making food or whatever. It's just Star Wars. It's about fighting and about battles that happen in space. Yeah. In a fictional universe. But Well, no, in a galaxy far, far away. Correction, yes. So, you know, they were... The action sequences were not bad at all. Um, I enjoyed them. The acting was not bad. Um, you know, the, the use of CGI was, you know, a little bit uh, more pervasive, but it wasn't... Overbearing. The, um, what do you think, Wade? The so as I was saying, the, the CGI and the, all the prequels just kind of dates itself. Um, you know, because like if you watch a movie from let's say early 1990s, okay. like I watched Spawn the other day. Okay. All right. For those of you that have seen Spawn back in the day, 
special effects were on point. Like these things were the top of the line graphics, yeah. special effects, the whole deal. You watch it today, um, it's kind of hard. It, it's it's awful. It, it's on it. It's so so terrible. It looks like um, like a screensaver on a Windows ninety five machine. Oof. It's terrible. Oof. It's it's honestly <laughs> terrible. Oof. So you know the CGI like. When I go back and watch the Star Wars movies, I kind of have a problem with it. Like, it, I'm glad that it's not in a lot of scenes. Yeah, no. it's not extended scenes. But like, I, I, like, it just bothers me because it's so dated and gross looking. Yeah. Um, Revenge of the Sith is the only one where you know the CGI is actually decent. Because yeah, because it's newer. It's the newest one yeah. out of them. Um, you know, and the, the technology hasn't really changed too terribly much since then. Um, I mean, it has, but like, it, as for uh, as far as looks goes, like they got about as realistic as you can get. Yeah. Um, and you know, episode like episode two, it, it's I have issues with it because like Obi Wan, I, I love Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan. Yeah, I, I feel great. like it fits well. Yeah. You know, um, the only thing is, is when they're going to, you know. When when Obi Wan meets Boba Fett for, or Jango Fett for the first time, okay, right, and then on Camino. on on, yeah. on Camino, and then you have you know like the whole process of finding Camino in the first place, and you yeah, know, he's talking to Yoda, and then the and the you know the youngling comes in and says his two cents and everything like that, and you know it's just, it's just like the storyline like it fits, but it it has you wondering more, and then like I feel like all the holes aren't quite filled, um, you know like we we don't know why those clones are even being made you know like yeah. we, we know a jedi master went over there and and you know per, put the order in yeah. but it's like okay and then like dooku yeah. you know like what what's his deal like so you know. this is like where the, the the lore comes in you know which is why i'm i'm a big proponent for like keeping <coughs> um you know all the star wars lore as canon you know um, because, you know, the add-on of different books, different novels that were, you know, approved at the time by Star Wars licensing um, as part of the storyline, as part of the canon, they delved into that. So, like, you know, just a brief background for those of you who don't know, for the uh, creation of the clone army, it was created by that Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas um, at the request of, uh, you know, Count Dooku. Count Dooku helped, you know, he was like the man behind the curtain. He was, you know, the puppeteer. Him and uh, Darth Sidious were the ones pulling the strings to make sure that there was this big army being made that eventually would meet their needs. Um, so, like, you know, each clone was implanted with a chip that um, when Order 66 came about, um, they would turn on the Jedi and pretty much just wipe out the Order. So that's how um, the Sith would eventually get their revenge, you know, hence the title, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Revenge on the Jedi um, by, you know, completely eradicating the order um and they, didn't, they wouldn't even suspect it so yeah. that was the whole premise of the the whole clone army um and like wade said that wasn't really delved into as much in the it, film but in the <coughs> novels and some of the other shows it was more um there was more in-depth build built up to it you know uh, more build up and ex explanations yeah and you know like in the novels and, and shows and everything like that like that's great but i would love to see a movie between episode one in episode two. Yeah. That would be excellent because <clears throat> I would also love to see a movie between episode two and episode three because, you know, the opening scene of episode three is Anakin and Obi-Wan 
doing like this banter back and forth about like past adventures and stuff. And yeah. honestly, those sound way more fun than Obi-Wan tracking Grievous through the galaxy. And I think like, the, well, like for, I agree for um, a, a movie or some kind of show between episode one and two, yeah. to show like, you know, the adventures of young Anakin and Obi-Wan. I would love showing, to see like that. the growth of, you know, Obi-Wan as a master and Anakin growing, you know, becoming the Padawan he is in episode two. But between the two and three, I guess the, what would fit the billet would be the Clone Wars, uh, the TV show, um, that that shows all the adventures between Obi Wan and Anakin. They even have that mini series, which I'm not entirely sure if it's canon anymore. It might be, but I think it was replaced by the actual full-on Clone Wars series, uh, which will be coming back actually. So Disney just announced a few months ago that they'll be bringing it back, and um, I guess putting it because it didn't really when it it ended on kind of like without closure. Because when Disney acquired Star Wars, they just axed a few things. And one of the things they got hit by the axe was the Clone Wars TV show. Um, but, and then, so they had like these unfinished episodes, which they released as part of like, you know, the box set. But the, um, Disney now has said they're going to make full episodes. Where they're going to put those episodes into the works and um, release them out as full CGI episodes. So that'll be great. So like um, Wade said, there will be more like explanation of what happened between, you know, episode two and the start of the battle of you know, episode three with the, the battle for Kurosan. Yeah. And, so and that's kind of good. That's yeah. kind of cool. <clears throat> and that would be great to see. But I, I feel like what Disney should have done instead of going off of the original trilogy okay. with seven and eight and the solo movie and Rogue One, what they should have done is filled in the gaps of the prequels. I agree. To keep the newer crowd more interested because those mm -hmm. are the ones that have most recently been released. Now, they are going off the nostalgia. I get that when they were going with, you know, seven, eight Han Solo and the um, the, the Rogue One movies. But, yeah. you know, the, the thing is, is honestly, I, I feel like that would have been not only a better business move, but it would have it, it would have been a little better. I feel like they would have gained more fans like that and not be hitting the criticism that they're getting right now because there's actually been articles released that Disney's going to be like shutting down and putting a halt to all Star Wars oh, yeah. for a while, um, kind of indefinitely. You know, they're not, they didn't really get that great of a reception for The Last Jedi. They didn't get that great of a reception for um, Solo. I mean, I loved it. Yeah, Solo was but, great. Yeah, yeah I, it's just... You know, like they're they're not getting a great reception, and it's it's really unfortunate because you know that affects a lot of different things. Like you know, they're not doing like a Star Wars Day anymore. No. This is going to be the last year of it um, for a while until you know they figure figure out what to do. And yeah. you know, it's a shame because you know they spent six billion dollars on the you know on, yeah. on the on the franchise. So you know what's what's stopping them, and you know. They're just like, oh, we're going to hold off until people kind of like peak their interest again and want more Star Wars movies before yeah. we release them. And it's a business thing, which is, you know, kind of crappy, but, you know, I, like I understand it, yeah. but, you know, put out better movies if you guys want people Yeah, to hopefully see. they, you know, take this time to, you know, you know, counter losses and see, you know, what they did wrong. And not get crappy directors. Yeah, get, 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 you know, get a good director on the line, get a good storyline written. And not have and, crappy, uh, yeah. Don't no. just, don't just like, you know, pound out movies just for the sake of, oh, getting a big buck, you know? I mean, that's what they've been doing with Marvel. They've just been, been working, though. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been, been working with it's Marvel. It's been working with Marvel because... Because they got know, good directors. Well, they have good directors. They have good, like, storylines. And, yeah. you know, overall, like, in all reality, they don't need to have that great of a storyline if they follow the fucking comics. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. So, like, you know, like you don't you don't need a rocket scientist to make a good movie yeah. when it comes to Marvel. Yeah. When it comes to Star Wars, like it's a total figment of George Lucas's imagination. And like, so yeah. it, it takes a little more finesse to make a good movie with it, and, and like, not just reboot it over. Oh and over. no, I agree. And well, what's a shame with like seven and eight, you know, um, with you know, like I said, with the whole Lord, it amazing, amazing stories written post episode six, and you just scrap them and said, yeah. oh, this is no, a different storyline, which is, is, you know, subpar in my opinion compared and to the storylines that were written in the, the books. The unfortunate thing is, is like they try, like you see that in Last Jedi where they start to kind of go back into the lore of like Luke doing his Jedi school and everything yeah. like that, but like it, it was too late at that point. No, so, yeah, too little, too late. That's, we're, we're talking about the prequels. Yeah, so <laughs> all in all, to, you know, to wrap up, the prequels were great. Um, you know, I had I really enjoyed them. Like growing up when I was little, watching them. Watching them now, the CGI is dated. You know, um, the use of it kind of shows. Uh, Jar Jar's will always annoy me, no matter what. Just watching him annoys me. But it wasn't. They weren't bad. You know, the acting. Some of the acting could have been better, but for most part, the acting choices were great. Ewan McGregor is a great actor. Same with Samuel L. Jackson. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, Ewan, yeah. Ewan was an awesome choice for Obi Wan. And I heard that they might be making the Obi Wan standalone film. I don't know how. Official that is, but I really hope... I mean, with what we just talked about of, you know, Disney putting yeah. a hold on Star Wars, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Same with Boba Fett. But I do know that Ewan McGregor did express interest in saying if they do make a standalone... Oh, he'd be Obi -Wan, awesome. Yeah, he, would, he said he would be he, open to He is to the doing. perfect person. Yeah, he is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. But yeah, so um, thank you all for tuning in. Like I said before in the previous season, uh, this is just our two cents, our opinions on it. This isn't cold hard facts. There are some hard facts here, but... For the majority of it, these are just our opinions. Um, let us know in the comments below what you all think, um, what we should review next, what you all want us to review next. And um, let us know how you all thought about the prequels. Yeah. And once again, this is Slightly Mediocre. Where we keep the status low so you don't have your... I forget what I say. <laughs> yeah, don't get the hopes up. See you next time. Yep.